What's up, guys? Welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. So as some of you guys may know, this is the season of Lent. Last Wednesday was Ash Wednesday, which marks the start of the 40 days until Easter Sunday, which this year is on Sunday, April 9th. And so since this is a significant season for those who observe Lent and practice Christianity, in today's episode, I wanted to just share a little bit more about my faith journey, my spiritual background and upbringing, why I believe in Jesus Christ and have chose to stay in the Christian faith. If you are not Christian, you can still feel free to listen just to learn a little bit more about Christianity, get some takeaways from my experience, and most importantly, just get a reminder that no matter where you are or what you're going through, you are not alone, you are loved, even if you don't feel like it. I respect everybody's beliefs, religions, practices. For me, I'm just sharing what works for me personally and has made the biggest impact on my life. So if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I was born and raised in church. I grew up in a quote-unquote mega church with thousands of members. It's like a black southern style big baptist church and i do want to say like i would not be where and who i am without my church and my church family although i was raised in church and i was there all the time i grew up not having like super strict or super um religious like rules around things that i could and couldn't do i could listen to like music that wasn't gospel i could watch movies and TV. I could watch things like Disney Channel and stuff like that. And, you know, I definitely am grateful that I was raised um, being taught how to pray and have a personal relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, without um, having a bunch of rules and judgment and uh, restrictions attached to and around my faith. And so I grew up knowing and believing scriptures like love covers a multitude of sin. That's First Peter 4, 8. And so there was never any sh- shame or guilt around messing up because I knew that God's love covers all sin. Now, when I say that, it does not mean that, you know, we're supposed to abuse God's love and just do whatever we want to because we're going to have it anyway. It means that when we do mess up or feel like there's something wrong with us, we don't have to sit in that and have it lingering over us all the time. As Christians, we can ask for God's forgiveness, ask for his help and strength and guidance and love and move forward. And so I'm grateful that even though I grew up in a Christian household, I was able to do things like I said, listen to like, quote unquote, secular music and watch TV and movies. I have, you know, friends whose parents didn't let them listen to or watch anything. And so they had to sneak everything in. And then they ended up becoming obsessed with like all the, like I said, quote unquote, secular stuff. And then they turned completely away from the church stuff altogether. And so it ended up having the opposite effect than what their parents were trying to do. But you guys know, that's a whole different conversation. If you know Katy Perry's story, you know that her dad is a pastor and she grew up not being allowed to listen to or watch anything secular. And so when she got old enough, she indulged herself in everything she felt like she was missing. And she became one of the singers that her parents kept her from listening to. Her parents were like so religious, she couldn't even eat Lucky Charm cereal because of the luck aspect. And so like I said, sometimes having an extreme approach to religion has the opposite effect. Um, When it comes to, you know, celebrity, like pop culture stuff, of course, I don't think any celebrity or anyone in general um, should be idolized or worshipped. Obviously, we all know the industry is not all sunshine and rainbows. Every 
thing and everyone has their flaws. For me personally, like I said, I just have a respect for people with tremendous talent who shift the culture, become the best in their fields and work very, very hard to perfect their crafts. And I can have the respect for an artist and their work without agreeing with everything that they say and do. So in my opinion, the church, like as a whole in general, has not always effectively helped people deal with sin, deal with issues they're facing, help them get through it. A lot of times leaders will just preach against sin by putting fear in people and telling them that they're going to hell if they don't do certain things, which again, operating in extremes isn't always the most effective way of getting points across. And there is such a thing as like the fear of God. Most of us have heard that phrase, but being fearful of God, in my opinion, is like a parent. You know, the Bible calls calls God our father. So it's like when your mom or dad tells you not to do something, it's for your own good. Um, when it's out of love and it's easier to obey because you know it's coming from a place of love. And so like the things that are considered sinful things that aren't good, they are are things that aren't good for us anyway. And so when you understand that, like I said, it's coming from a place of love, it's easier to respect and obey and choose to do the right thing over the wrong thing. And like going back to like fire and brimstone, um, that does work on some people, but I've learned that most people need love and they respond to love more than anything else. And that's something that everyone's craving. And so when you talk about religion, that's the easiest way to get your point across is when you come from a place of love. And also because uh, sin is almost always rooted in pain, especially when it's like recurring and only love can ease real pain. If someone is an alcoholic or addicted to drugs or struggling with any addiction, they're using those vices to numb some kind of pain. And so I try to, like I said, come from a place of love and not judgment in everything that I do. I don't care what you've done, haven't done, what you're into, not into. It's none of my business. That's between you and God. Judgment often does more harm than good, and it turns people away more from what I've seen than it does helping them like move towards God. Love draws people closer to God than anything else, in my opinion. And like I said, that's just what I've seen in my experience. And so I am grateful that I grew up without the shame and guilt around God, like always feeling feeling like if I didn't follow this rule, God won't love me. If I don't do this perfectly, he won't love me. None of us are perfect. We all sin every single day and no sin is better or worse than a different kind of sin. And so I encourage people to get to know and have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you accept him and do your best to keep him first, the Bible says nothing can separate you from his love, no matter what you have or haven't done right, if you are someone who's scared to go to church because of what people might think of you, remember that no one in any church is perfect and the ones who act holier than thou are sometimes the most unloving, unchristian-like people. So nobody is perfect. We all live in sin. Stay focused on Jesus and your relationship with him. And don't let people keep you from God's love and peace and the purpose that he has for your life. When it comes to church hurt, remember that you're not a Christian for validation from other people. Your relationship with Jesus is your relationship with Jesus. Lecrae, the gospel artist, I love Lecrae. I love his music. Um, he's one of my favorites. But he said in, in an interview, don't make people wounds, God wounds. And sometimes like people hurt you and you give up on God, but it wasn't him who hurt, who hurt you. 
Um, we can't get mad at God because of what people did or didn't do. That's not a reflection of God. That's a reflection of the individual person. And hurt people hurt people. We've all, all heard that saying. And they're passing their own hurt and judgment onto you. It has nothing to do with God. And so um, know when to accept being corrected and getting helpful criticism. But there is a difference between that and when people are just wrong and they're not coming from a place of love the bible says in ecclesiastes seven twenty, there is no one on earth who is righteous no one does what is right and never sins and so if judgment and shame is something that you struggle with and is something that's keeping you from god do your best like i said to not make people wounds god wounds when you give your life to Jesus, nothing can separate you from his love. I was listening to Jay Shetty's podcast and he had Noah Cyrus on and she said that she had to learn that like we can't look for God in somebody or make a God out of somebody. You have to like go to God for God things. People are only going to give you people things. We're only human. We have limitations and issues and problems, but God has none of that. You need God for God things like unconditional love, all, um, having someone always there for you, peace, support, time, all the hu- all the things that humans can't always give. And it's okay to be uncomfortable and face challenges. It builds a backbone. It builds resistance. Struggling teaches us how to pick ourselves back up. Life is not designed to be comfortable all the time. Um, bad, hard, difficult, inconvenient, unfortunate things will happen and they don't always make sense to us, but they always make sense to God. Um, One thing that Iyanla Van Zandt always says is that I'm excited about the good that's going to come from this when bad things happen. She always tells herself, I'm excited for the good that's going to come from this. And that's a lot for her to say because she lost her own daughter to cancer um, and she passed away. And the death, death and grief is the hardest thing to face. And that is like a whole tragedy. But she's able to now help other parents who are going through the same thing. So if you are struggling in your faith because of things that have happened to you, think about how you can use what you've been through to help someone else. The point of um, everything that we go through is never just for us, it's always for someone else. And it's okay um, also to be honest about your mental health. Even if you are a Christian and going to church and reading your Bible and doing all the things, you can still struggle with things like depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, anything feeling off or imbalanced in your mind and in the area of mental health. You can have God and therapy. Like it's all about health, it's mind health, and God uses people. God can speak to you through a therapy. I do feel like churches are becoming more aware and open about addressing mental health rather than just telling people, oh, you're crazy, you're possessed, you're, or you're not praying enough, um, instead of like just sending them to a professional. Instead, they're starting to send them to a professional who is qualified to actually help and address the root cause of mental health issues. Like I said, not just calling somebody crazy or saying they're demon possessed. It's like, no, that person does need help. Sometimes, yes, they are possessed, but they also need help. And so I think that the church is becoming more open to mental health um, disorders and becoming more aware about how to help people. And it's about time because it's been a stigma for way too long. And it doesn't make sense to me because, you know, you don't see an overweight person come to church and 
And the saints say, just pray it away. Just pray the weight away. <laughs> like, no, everyone knows it takes work to get to a healthy weight. With mental health, it's the same thing. It takes work to have a healthy mind. We can pray and get professional help for mental health, just like we can for any other health issues. Just like uh, the saints pray and get surgery for hip replacements, <laughs> we pray um, and they'll pray and take insulin for diabetes and pray and take cough medicine when you get a cold. Like it's all health and working on your mind and needing help, you know, in that area is not something to be ashamed of or judge someone for if they um, if they're getting the help that they need. And so overall, um, I believe in and practice Christianity because it, like I said, it works for me. The old folks used to say I've tried him and I know him for myself. And that is how I feel. I um, pray he answers and it might not be when and how I want him to answer. Every unanswered prayer is not a no. It's sometimes um, a not yet or not right now. Um, and I have peace. I'm calm, unbothered, not forcing anything, not desperate for anything. I work, I show up, I pray for what I need, um, and I do my best, and the rest is in his hands. I don't need to control everything because I know that I can't. Ultimately, none of us really has much control over anything except ourselves. The pandemic definitely taught us that. Um, the shutdown was a surprise to us, but it was not a surprise to God. Inflation is a surprise to us, but it's not a surprise to him. And so... Being a Christian just helps me to have comfort in the fact that I can do that. I cannot do anything in my own strength and I don't have to. Um, and like I always say, like I've said this before, there's a part of us, a part of most of us deep down that connect with Jesus Christ, even though we don't know why or can't understand it. There's a quote that says everyone has a God sized hole in their heart that only he can fill. And also remember that believing in God and giving your life to him does not mean that bad things won't happen to you or to the people you love. People leave church and get mad at God because bad things happen to them. No matter, I mean, there's nowhere in the Bible that says that your life will be perfect if you believe in God. It says in this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but we can be of good cheer because Jesus has already overcome the world. We don't worship God so that bad things won't happen to us. We worship him so that when we do go through hard things, he gives us the strength to go through them. And he takes some of the load off of us and he carries it for us so that we know we're not alone and we're not in this life thing by ourselves. It's good to be able to surrender and trust and say God's will, not my will for my life. Um, there's a quote that says, God, use me for your purpose and guide me towards my purpose. Having God in your life helps to give you a sense of direction. There's a pastor who said, when you're following the Lord's plan for your life, you never have to make something happen. It's already preordained. There's not another individual that will be able to duplicate whatever you can accomplish. The difficulties, adversities, and challenges that come into your life are not there as punishments or problems. They are challenges that are there to help you grow, to help you understand and discover who you really are and to know um 
that you don't want to leave this planet without making the necessary deposit while you're here. Live full, but make sure you die empty. Make sure that when your body goes into a box in the ground, everything you had to give does not go into the ground with your body. The Bible does not say where there's no money, people perish. It says where there is no vision, people perish. And so like, even though you don't, even though you don't always have the money you need, or if you don't have, always have the resources, you can still get involved and start doing what God wants you to do. So let's talk a little bit about this season of Lent that we are currently in. Lent is the 40-day period, like I said before, from Ash Wednesday, uh, which was last Wednesday to Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. And during these 40 days, it's common for Christians to make some type of sacrifice, um, to remember and reflect on the sacrifice that Jesus made when he went into the desert to pray and fast for the 40 days before he died on the cross. If you know the story, Jesus was tempted by Satan during his fast and Satan asked Jesus to turn from God and worship him. And he told Jesus to turn the stones into bread to prove his power and because he knew that Jesus hadn't eaten it was also an attempt to get Jesus to break his fast before it was time, um, and Jesus resisted temptation. And so this is a common time to go on a fast, to test uh, your self-discipline and temptation, to make a sacrifice. If you don't want to give up something or can't think of anything, adding something in daily is also a good idea, like reading scripture every day or taking communion every day. It's also a time for reflection, doing something daily that has a focus on Jesus and is a way to remind yourself of him and like him giving up his life so that you can live anything that tests your self-discipline that challenges you in a new way with an emphasis of getting closer to God and honoring him and all that he has done is doing and will do in your life think about some sacrifices you can make this season what can you give up for 40 days Janine Amapola one of my favorite youtubers she did a dating fast for 40 days last year and she just spent time with herself with God she didn't go on any dates or pursue anyone she just took that time to connect with God and with herself um, last year for me, I did coffee because it's one of my favorite things in the world, as most of you know by now. Um, so it can be something that you enjoy. It can be a bad habit that you want to get rid of, that you know isn't good for you. Something that, like I said, will just bring you closer to God. Committing to reading the Bible every day for 40 days. Prayer, going to church every Sunday from now to Easter if you haven't been to church in a long time is a good idea. Volunteering somewhere, doing something um, for God or for someone else that you wouldn't normally do um, or something that you know you should be doing but don't do with a focus on God and serving, not something solely for yourself. Even if it benefits you, the purpose should be on him. Um, anything you give up or add for Lent is not the same as like your resolutions. Um, like resolutions and goals are like your personal goals for yourself. But think like giving, think about giving things up like something that's a vice or something that you consume too much of or doing something like I said, praying for an hour every day. Just take the focus off of yourself and put the focus on God. Prayer helps improve our communication with God and is a good spiritual discipline to incorporate if you don't talk to God often. You can also put an emphasis on helping, like I said, others, other people during this season, going out of your way um, even more, doing, thing, doing things and giving in ways that you don't normally give. You can make a sacrifice in that way. 
The Bible says whatever you do for your brothers and sisters in need, you do for God. Obviously, the most common way to observe Lent is a fast uh, for from food or from certain foods like sugar, alcohol, soda, eating out. You can also think about, like I said, if there's a bad habit or a vice that has a grip on you, something or someone that's unhealthy that you know you need to let go of, um, this is a good time to maybe distance yourself from them for the next couple weeks. Um, something that you may, some something or someone, like I said, that you may have made an idol or something that's an addiction or becoming an addiction, acknowledging that there's something you know you need God's help with is one of the main points of Lent, cutting out things that are keeping us from being the people God made us to be. Some other ideas for fast are social media, shopping, TV, video games, or even just like a bad attitude, things like complaining. If you know you tend to complain a lot or be in a negative, um, have a negative attitude or gossip a lot, that's a big one. Like you can try not to do those things during this time and you'll notice that you won't have a tendency to do them over time. Like it takes 21 days to build or break a habit and Lent is 40 days. <laughs> We're only one week in and so it's not too late to start to make a commitment. Think about what you can do during this time and the point of making a sacrifice to honor God is not for a physical reward, is to be closer to him. And that in and of itself is a blessing. It's a privilege to worship God. It's a privilege to go to church, to read the Bible. There are people all over the world who have to worship in secret. And we're so blessed to be able to practice our faith and religions freely. Um, having a relationship with God, knowing him for yourself is also a privilege. Everyone does not know him. There are so many people who are lost and looking for answers. And so this is a time to show gratitude for Jesus on another level. He died on the cross for our sins so that we don't have to take the fall for the things we do wrong. Like I said, we all sin every single day. The Bible says all of my righteousness is as filthy rags. And so we're able to live good lives and not be punished and still go to heaven because Jesus died for everything that we have done, are doing, and will do wrong. <laughs> like we um, live in a world of sin and so we're going to mess up. It's inevitable. But he died um, so that we don't have to. And he didn't have to do what he did, but he did. And for that, we are grateful. So that's it for this episode, guys. If you enjoyed it, make sure that you share, write, and review this podcast. Make sure that you have this show saved so that you don't miss out on any uploads from me. Also, make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Mara P. Sullivan and at DFTL Podcast. DM me anytime with questions or topics you want me to cover, or just let me know what you enjoyed if this is helping you out. Those messages make my day. I love you guys, and remember, no matter what you may be going through or how, how chaotic or crazy life might be for you right now, do not forget to love. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.